Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Hey there, we are on Dig a Bit number three, month four of our The Hour Has Come study. We are in the book of John, of course, and we've been studying this month the betrayal. Last Dig a Bit, we talked about a couple of things that were characteristic of the Christ after the biggest betrayal in the history of humankind, the betrayal of Judas, when Jesus was delivered to the cross for our sins. We talked about last time that Jesus was immediately following the betrayal, found his resolve. Uh, He never lost it, but he was resolved to go and glorify the Father. We read that from John chapter 13 and verses 27 to 30. That's where he identified Judas as being the one who would betray him. He who received the sop then went immediately out, and it was night. Love it. The transition to the next verse is, Therefore, when he was gone out, Judas had just left the room to go betray Jesus. Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. He said, "Let Little children, verse 33, Just a little while I'm with you. Seek me, and as I said to the Jews, Whither I go, you can't come. So now I say to you, Jesus said, I've got a mission. I'm going to glorify my Father at the cross, and I'm going to do it. The first thing Jesus did after his betrayal was he found his resolve to just glorify God. And in our lives, when people stab us in the back, when people are mean to us, when people say bad things about us, when people behind our backs take advantage of us, then our resolve is, you know what? I'm going to let God worry about the vengeance. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay, and I'm going to just be about my Father's business. The next thing that we read that Jesus did following his betrayal is he used his dark time to encourage others. Let not your heart be troubled. 14.1, just 10 verses after Judas left the room. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. We read several comfort verses. Jesus resolved to do his father's business, and then he used his dark time to encourage other people. And thirdly, he just kept on teaching. Don't we need to do that when we're in the dark times of life, when people have done us wrong, is just decide we're just going to go on spreading the gospel, carrying out the Great Commission? I'm telling you what I have noticed in my life, that when I become very, very discouraged, If I can find and take the chance to teach someone the gospel, to watch someone be immersed in the waters of baptism for the remission of sins, oh, I'm telling you what, I know that that's not the reason we teach people, but it makes me feel much better when I'm able to share the gospel with someone. Jesus went on teaching, chapter 15, verse 1. I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman, and every branch in me that bears not fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he purges, that it might bring forth more fruit. Then he goes on and talks about being obedient, verse 10 of chapter 15, if you keep my commandments, 
You will abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken to you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment that you love one another. Verse 14, you're my friends. If you do whatsoever I command you, I call you not servants, for the servant knows not what his Lord does, but I have called you friends. You have chosen me, but I've chosen you. These things I command you that you love one another. If you're of the world, the world would love his own. I mean, we just go through and Jesus spends chapter much of chapter 14 and chapter 15 and chapter 16 just teaching, preparing his disciples, preparing them for what? Preparing them to teach. He is about to give them the greatest commission that mankind has ever been given to teach the gospel to every creature. Jesus resolved to glorify God. He encouraged other people. He just kept on teaching during his time of betrayal. And number next, he continued in prayer. Jesus prayed. I've been betrayed in this life. I've had people who, in whom I placed a great deal of trust who turned around and did wrong things to me. You may have experienced that too. Did you spend your time following that betrayal in prayer? I spent a lot of time in prayer in the darkest moments of my life when people have perhaps spoken ill of me or have... Um, turned from being what I thought were trustworthy friends to enemies. That's happened to most of us, perhaps. But what Jesus did following this betrayal of Judas was to go to God in prayer. Chapter 17, verse 1, these words spoke Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son may also glorify thee. And then he went on and prayed for those disciples first and he he prayed for the hard times for them and he prayed for their sanctification through truth but then i love it he prayed for me verse 20 of chapter 17 i'm not praying for these alone but for them also which will believe on me through their word that they all may be one as thou father art in me it's real important that we remember what jesus was praying for he was praying that when we face difficult times, that we'll be one in Christ, that the world may believe that you have sent me. I love it. I love the prayer. He closed it by saying, I've declared unto them your name, and I will declare it, that the love wherewith you have loved me may be in them, and that I might be in them. I love that Jesus prayed that he might be in me. I love that. Jesus was resolved to do his father's will following his betrayal. He encouraged other people in his dark time. Next, he taught. He continued to teach. He prayed. I hope that you pray during the difficult times of your life. When people do you wrong, turn to God. He will never do you wrong. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? Abraham said, we are serving the judge, the righteous judge of all the earth, and he will get it right. Let's just follow him, follow after we face times of betrayal. And finally, he became a sacrifice following his betrayal. 
I love 18 verse 1. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth with his disciple over the brook Kidron, where was a garden, into the which he entered in his disciples. And from that point, we read about the arrest, the trial, the crucifixion, the death, the burial of our Lord Jesus prior to the triumphant resurrection. He just became a sacrifice for us. He Isaiah 53 says, was smitten for our afflictions. He bore our transgressions. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. He was led as a lamb, silent before his shearers. He decided before the beginning of time that he would sacrifice himself for us, and he never veered from that. He became the sacrifice for us. And we following the betrayal of other men, should be living sacrifices. Romans chapter 12, which is a chapter, by the way, that is about how we react when we're mistreated. That's really what Romans 12 is about. If you read the chapter, it's about how you're going to treat your enemies, how you're going to treat people when they mistreat you. When we uh, get to the bottom of the chapter, recompense, recompense to no man evil for evil. If it's possible, live at peace with all men. Avenge not yourselves, but give place to wrath. If your enemy hungers, feed him. If he thirsts, give him drink. Don't be overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Some of the statements from the bottom of Romans chapter 12. But the chapter begins by saying, I beg you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service. He's talking about people here who are facing persecution, who are facing mistreatment, who are facing sometimes betrayal. And he says to these people, be living sacrifices, live holy lives, live lives that are acceptable to God. That's your spiritual service. Five things that Jesus did following betrayal. They were He resolved to glorify his Father. He encouraged those around him. He taught and taught and taught some more. Following that, he prayed to his Father long and unselfish prayers. And lastly, He became a sacrifice. I can do all those things. I can do all those things when I face the dark times of betrayal in my life. I'm pretty sure that none of us are going to finish out our lives without having someone who stabs us in the back, who does us wrong when we trusted them, who reveals things that we have asked not to be revealed, or who takes advantage of us financially or emotionally. Someone abuses us, someone in whom we place trust. And God forbid someone to whom we are married commits adultery, the ultimate spousal betrayal. Some, perhaps all of us will face one kind of betrayal or the other. Let's resolve to do the things that our Lord did following that great betrayal to glorify God, to encourage one another, to teach, to pray, and to become living sacrifices. Hope you have a great night.